0: You are now listening to an all new episode of the Last Men Potting podcast. We are Ahmad and Steve, your hosts, and we want to thank you for listening to an all new episode. Steve, how you feeling this week?
1: You know, it might be time for me to change my algorithm on YouTube. Get back to my Jesus content. It's just it's it's been it's been too much with uh, you know all these guys they complaining about women and all this other stuff. I don't know why I keep because it's entertaining at first, but then it's just like wow, these guys are some losers here, like. You know, it's, it's time to get back to my Jesus content, I'm most of of guys complained about uh, their love life.
0: Yeah, every now and then it's good to like give the algorithm a nice scrubbing, and like whether it's like delete yeah. your browser history or just hit like the not interested button on a bunch of shit just to clean out the bullshit. I I do that a lot because. Um, uh, yeah, it 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 can get it can get the algorithm can just start sending a lot of bullshit at you, and it's like, yo, this shit is fucking up my mood. Like, I, I don't need to see this nonsense.
1: Yeah, I'm like, cause that's the one thing I realized this week. I'm like, why do these guys care so much about women think what women think about them? It's like it's too many relationship podcasts, too much, man. It's just yeah, it's
0: too many I'm gurus good. out there. Like, everybody <laughs> can't be a fucking guru, man. like like fabulous said if everybody's a boss who's really working like some some of y'all niggas need to just calm down like just get a little bit more creative with your content you don't have to just jump on the wave of and be like the new member of the he-man woman haters club like that is not the wave
1: it's not even that because now they got uh uh, certain podcasts where black women and black women are talking to each other and that's the worst thing like some of it is pretty funny Oh yeah, like audience. the
0: Confusion podcast. I, I I do I do like watching the clips from those podcasts because those, those a, are
1: funny. Is that a real podcast, The Confusion podcast?
0: No, like, I feel like that's oh, yeah, the good. channel that they come on though. Like, yeah, because uh, those those podcasts are just these are conversations to confuse. Like like yeah. I seen one where a chick was like she would rather starve in the street than her baby dad give
1: her money for food. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, well, we we talked about that in one of our pilot episodes.
0: Yeah, but, uh, I was like, I was like, what the fuck is going on out here,
1: man? Yeah, it just, I'm just like, wow, these guys, man. It it, it, it they're kind of pathetic, man. I I can kind of see why uh these women don't don't like
0: them. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny is that they don't see that that's the reason why women don't like them. It's like if you yeah. get out your own fucking way, you fucking lame.
1: Yeah. I, I do like uh, the, the new thing everybody's talking about. Yeah, go get your passport. That is funny. This is I, I
0: I got a little clip of that because I was yeah. wondering like what the context of this was. Yeah, when yeah. You, when you sent it to me, but, but here's a clip of a guy explaining what uh, Steve is talking about. Okay,
2: hey, you guys. I have the solution. I have met, found every American woman's pair, and I'm gonna tell you how I'm gonna do it. Keep telling American men to go overseas and get the women that they want that are going to respect them,
0: right? But the clash back, or the clap back I get is, oh, y'all just want slaves. So here's what we do. And we're massages. We oppress women. Let me, the men that are so-called oppressing women, misogynists and that we want slaves, let us go get the slaves and live with the slaves. And then guess what? The men that don't do it, they'll be left here in the United States.
2: I don't know what those men are called, but you'll have the men that don't want slaves. And then guess what? Every woman will have the perfect match because she'll have a
1: man that'll deal with their bullshit. Get your passports, <laughs> listen to me, go overseas, it's that bad out here. <laughs> like, is it that bad? See, but you know what I like about that, brother? He actually has some solutions. Like, he has the idea, he has a plan laid out. Just some of these guys, quote-unquote, red pill guys, and it's like they just sound bad they just you just sound pathetic like they go like oh why don't the black women do what the relationship is just like at least this brother he said look this is the plan i'm just done i'm finished it's that bad like i, I, I like it <laughs> That, well, yeah, that like, you gotta
0: be you gotta be solution oriented but by- I just personally don't think it's that bad that you just have to go overseas and that there there's nothing less left to get out of American women because that's basically what he's saying. It's like the only chance you got is to get with a a foreigner that doesn't know any better. Is, is that is that what he's saying?
1: <laughs> See, but the, that's that, that's the problem though because that's he, I, I understand what he's saying though because that's the perception, right? Like it's like it, that, that's why he said like slaves. It's like the perception is that uh, he's just saying, like, the culture is different over there from a respect level. But, like, what you just said is the problem, honestly, because that's, that's the clap that he's getting. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, those bitches don't know any better. But it's, like, that's his point. Like, the, it's not that they don't know any better. It's the culture is different. Like, that, that's what I got from what he was trying to communicate.
0: Yeah, but I I think it all just comes down to it's, like, like, male and female – have the same issues no matter what the culture is. Like remember uh, the the Eddie Murphy johnson like Eddie, why you treat me like animal? Like it's like you are still gonna have the same problems. Like it's just gonna be the argument is in broken English now.
1: <laughs> Wait, well, you yeah, bring her back to America? That's that's what Eddie did. Eddie, that was the context oh, of oh, the oh, Eddie so Murphy the, joke.
0: That that was the problem to bringing her back yes. to America.
1: That did do you not remember the joke? He said, yeah, I go over there to Africa, I take you off the zebra, I bring you back home, you start talking to the other women, and then they get in your head and you say, oh, Eddie, you treat me like animal. Like, that's, that was literally the joke.
0: Oh, well, shit. It was, see, I just remember, Eddie, why do you treat me like an animal?
1: Yeah, cl- classic,
0: classic. I guess then that that's what the problem is. It's not so much the where you're at, it's the proximity to these other women that he's saying is the problem, right? Because like that—that's why Drake said I should have put you somewhere where no one no could find, find you. you.
1: <laughs> I was that me, Self control has never been, you see. <laughs> see, it's like like Drake's having a problem. You, like, see, but that's almost the guy's point. Like, if Drake is a gazillionaire. Like, what chance do you have? Like, you got no, <laughs> you got no chance in these in these streets with these animals. <laughs> you, You know, what? shout out to the, uh, that's Austin Holman right there. Shout out to him. Like, he's the only brother um, with with, uh, a solution. He's not trying to tell you the game and all this other stuff. Like, I like like him because he's funny. But I I think I've gotten to the point of just, like, you know what? There's more to life than that. Like, I've just been reading and working on other things. And I find, like, if you start working on yourself or working on other things, I think whatever you need in your life is going to come into your life. Like, guys got to stop complaining. Stop with the relationship stuff, man. And just learn something. Maybe then you could have better connections with women if you learn something about life.
0: Yeah, be purpose driven. Because it's <laughs> like if, if you don't have a purpose out here, then yeah, every bitch you get with is gonna confuse and frustrate you. Cause it's like, nigga, you're confused you was confused and frustrated before you met the bitch. She she's just pointing it out to you, you can't handle it. <laughs> like, that that that's the uh that's the other conversation that some of them red pill channels don't want to talk about
1: yeah and, and if all else fails, go get your passport cause it's that bad out
0: here hey I' I'm not that's funny. a funny passport like,
1: that is not,
0: funny not when they got a hundred and fifty million women over here like you telling me you can't find one that'll cooperate like yeah, obviously
1: not it's that bad out here
0: hey well yeah America America might be done. I don't know if if, if it's if it's that bad I mean, but then again, we do import everything else. Like you know, n- n- uh, niggas don't drive uh, Toyotas and Nissans and all these Japanese cars over here for no reason. So m- maybe right. maybe importing is the best.
1: All right. Well, I, I I think you're probably better off not importing. You're probably just better off going to third country, third world countries to stay where you at. Mess around and import that is like you know what, what was the last part of the Eddie Murphy joke half. <sighs>
0: Oh yeah, yeah, not some but <laughs> half. No, I'm serious,
1: half. Half. Eddie Murphy, think about it, that was the '80s. It might be that bad because that that was the beginning stages of it. That was '87 when he dropped that joke. So that was that was 2022. So I think that's 35 years of evolution. So it might be that bad out here. I'm not really out there like that. So, Damn. but,
0: well, see, I was <laughs> thinking about getting my passport. I, I I gotta I gotta take a trip overseas. Uh, to, to, to see to if the grass is truly greener you're coming around to what the brother
1: saying now talking but see the pro
0: the problem is though it's if you do leave and you go overseas and you find it i don't think a lot of a lot of brothers is going to get on the uh they're not going to report back and say you're like yo like come over to zimbabwe hey, this is where it's at like because when you find it you, like a lot of times niggas don't share it they'll be like oh shit like let me hide this for niggas find out. The same.
1: No, I, I would never share. I already told you my philosophy. <laughs> I want to be away <laughs> I wanna be away from those people as far as possible. Like, this would probably sound like the move.
0: Yeah, like, I, I like how you just double down on your points. It's just like, yeah, I ain't helping nobody.
1: No, no, never. Ever. You are your own. Let, let me find something. Never. Oh, Steve, can you... no, you're going to mess it up. Why don't you? Know you? <laughs> I'm doing like, things just the same way. Oh, bro, you know how to go, man, to play tickets, man. Oh, man. But, yo, you, you should go figure it out how to do it on your own like I did.
0: So, so, Steve, you don't subscribe to the golden rule, treat others how you would want to be treated?
1: I, I treat others how others treat me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, you 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 say you was getting back into your uh into your Jesus algorithm, like yes. you know you gotta turn another cheek,
1: man. That means you don't hurt nobody. So yeah, I turn another cheek. Like as as you're walking away from everybody, yeah, that be, yeah, he's you killing nobody. That's, so I did turn another cheek. All right, fair enough. So I'm saying, what you talking about? I'm a good man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um.
0: So let's let's get into like you know some of our topics for this week. Um we started off, you know, being that we started off with this conversation of it's it's so bad over here that you got to get your passport and leave. Um Steve and I were talking earlier this week about uh the water shortage over in Philly. He was in the supermarket and the uh the water aisle looked like it had been ravaged and then uh you know he was saying that it's getting dark times they out here and we started having a conversation about water filters and you know why you probably shouldn't be buying bottled water anyway because it's not the healthiest for you because you could look up all the information about microplastics i'm gonna bore you guys with that type of shit but uh steve said it doesn't matter it's all fucked up anyway so, Steve, do you want to elaborate on that?
1: For the most part, I mean, like, you know, you go do the water filter. The only water filter that you can get that's going to filter out all of the toxins is a reverse osmosis filter. But the problem with that is it filters out a lot of the minerals that you need. So unless you know how to add the minerals into uh, the the water, then, you know, the filter. Well, you do is that I'm not salt, saying, Natural salt. Sure. Natural salt. But there's other stuff in it. It's not just salt.
0: No, salt. it's it's just, it's just salt. Like you can get salt from right. from the ancient mines, like in Utah well, like or in the Himalayas salt. and yeah. stuff like that. Pure, unadulterated salt, not that's, the iodized table salt that they sell to everybody.
1: Right, the pink Himalayan salt. You talking about Yeah, yeah
0: like so that, 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 that. That salt's been there for millions of years.
1: That's that's what you're gonna do. You are gonna you get you reverse osmosis filter and put the.
0: I, I I filter my water in hell and and I salt it. Yes.
1: it, it you salt it, it, it? So it gets so the filter that you have gets uh, everything out of it. Uh, the whole N- nothing uh, gets everything. Out, that's what I'm like, talking about. Like <laughs> that's 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 my exact point. <clears throat> like unless you get like that's the only. Well, yeah. Then of course, there's
0: out. no there's no such thing as 100 percent or perfection and all of that. Like on Earth, but you have to do like if you can do better, why not? It's like if you can buy. I was having this conversation with my brother earlier. If you can buy grass-fed beef, it's a dollar or or two more a pound. If you can afford that dollar or two, why wouldn't you buy the beef that the cow ate what it was supposed
1: to eat during its life? Why wouldn't yeah, you do that? Yeah, well, yeah, sure. If, if that's, I mean, if that's the advertisement, that I mean, you, you basically that's not it the advertisement. That you... I mean,
0: that, that's based on science. Mm-hmm.
1: Look at what
0: certain species they are supposed to eat, and you see if the cow was ra- was raised in that way. That's why yeah. they have halal or kosher and all of that, because it's specific about how the animals are raised and slaughtered and all of that to make sure you're putting the
1: purest form of it in your body. No, I'm not talking about the science. We all trust the science. All right, but so what I- are you talking about? <laughs> you got to trust the science. Isn't that right, Amon? Right. So what I'm talking about is, <laughs> what I'm talking about is the, the advertisement of it. Like unless she was there with that cow making sure that that science was being cultivated, you know, that's what they're telling you. That's what the USDA said. Oh yeah, you can slap that on there based upon whatever well, they're yeah, saying. That, that's
0: fair. That's that's why you have to buy from companies that provide transparency on that type of shit. And of of course you have it all comes down to a certain point you have to trust. Right. Wow. Like if you don't if you don't trust anything, you can't be trusted. So at a certain point, yeah, you, you there has to be some trust that you're not being lied to by someone. It's like no You might not be able to have faith in the USDA label because of all the corruption there, but if you're fucking with the farmer's market or a local farmer and all that, you just have to trust that, yeah, during the hours that you're not at the farm that the cow's being raised right.
1: In the great words of Drake, trust who? Watching my back even when I'm in the booth, All trust who? No, but, um, you, but
0: you also just said a minute ago that he's damn near a billionaire and still can't figure
1: out how to discipline a bitch. So,
0: like, I I don't know if we I don't know if we should be taking nutrition
1: advice from Drake. No, no, I, I can respect that. Like you said, the, the local farmer that's that's really your best bet. But most of the people here are living in cities, right? Everybody can't get up like how I do and drive down to the local farmer and, and go holler at the the uh, cowman. Just, let's, let's just be honest with it.
0: I'm not saying that. I'm saying that when when the better option is in front of you and you can research the better option, mm. why not go for it? Like if if I can avoid drinking water out of plastic, I should do that because it's, it's not a big burden on my life to buy a water filter and to have a half-gallon jug of water with me. So I do that. Like – and it makes – To me, it makes a difference. But You're saying, fuck it. It doesn't matter.
1: For me? I mean, like I said, if that's what you want to do, I mean, will I do that? Possibly. But, you know, now I got to keep – I think for me also, too, I'm too lazy to keep uh, (laughs) buying new filters and all of that type of stuff. So after a while, i will probably just like, look, I'm just going to get this gown right here because this filter, like, I got to keep – going to get this other filter. But you know, well, it's regards- like
0: that. That's why CVS is able to charge 30% markup on right. Walmart and Target prices because they're right down the street where you might have to drive 5 miles to get to a Walmart or a Target, there's a CVS at the end of the block. So they can they can upcharge you because you don't want to go through the effort. But I I think like you know, aside from the initial burden of installing a water filter or getting a nice filtration system in the house, like once you have it, it's way more convenient to have clean water just available to you. And and nowadays with people's fridges, like the fridges have water filters built into them so you can just have a, you know, if you just have a half gallon jug, you fill that bitch up in the morning and you might yeah. fill it up again when you come home from work. It's yeah, simple. yeah. That's easier yeah. Than, than buying cases of water
1: and having to deal with all that shit. Possibly. I think I've gotten to the point of apathy anyway, just because, you know, even we're talking about. Okay, yeah, well, there, yeah,
0: that's the real conversation yeah, 100%. here. Yeah, 100 percent. And I'm not denying The, 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 the why, why, you, why you don't give a fuck. That, I'm that, not ashamed. That's the better
1: combo. I'm not ashamed because it, it gets to a point where, OK, there's no water on the shelf. The, the the water company cuts the water off unless you ask them how to dig a well and filter that shit out put your salt in it then you're going to be fucked anyway, so... Well, why, yeah, why I, I, I mean, get?
0: I live in the desert, Steve. Like, you're going <laughs> to tell me about that. Like, like we're, we're in the middle of a mega drought. Like, it's rained for the past couple of weeks because it's monsoon yeah, season, crazy. and people yeah. were really excited about that. But, like, the man-made lake out here, Lake Mead, is... is uh The level is dropping so rapidly that they're finding bodies at an alarming rate, because I guess that's where Vegas brings out its dead. And... um. You know, like, they're, they're, they're trying to plant 60,000 trees out here to bring the, the ground temperature down and all that shit because it doesn't rain and all that. So, yeah, yeah of course, you know, at, at a certain point, you have to rely on somebody else to get some of this shit. Like, we're, we're not living that agrarian lifestyle anymore. All I'm saying is I'm going to rock out with my water filter, uh, like, because why not?
1: Yeah, I agree with and, you. And there. it's
0: not that expensive. Like, they're pretty cheap. They're like 20 bucks.
1: I agree with you. Um, you know, I think if I find some land that's uh all right for me, I'm gonna be all away from all of you niggas anyway, cause I don't want any of you around me. So I don't know. Well, how well, yeah, that's- at, at
0: a certain point, <laughs> we're gonna have an episode where like we bring Steve back into the fold <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> cause we gotta bring you back from the ledge, man. You can't just say no. like, cause you you're on the verge of, uh, of of doing some big things with your comedy and all that. Like you can't just get get the money and then be be like on some uh, Fortress of
1: Solitude shit. Yeah, you gotta gotta get my bag and run. Shout out to Coach Greg Adams. Oh. Yeah. no, no I you know what though? I, I'm I think I've turned over to the dark side, right? Like it's like uh, in Return of the Jedi at the end. Darth Vader's about to die. He's like, he's like, Dad, you can come over me. He's like, it's too late for me, son. Like, it's too late for me. I'm going over <laughs> to the dark side. <laughs> it's too late. It's, it's too it's too late. Yeah, he said, it's too late for me, son. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of too late, um, you know, this whole conversation about you know being your brother's keeper and and uh doing things for the benefits of others it's a recurring theme that we like to talk about on the podcast and judge mathis of uh judge mathis on TV, daytime tv fame had some choice words for the young <laughs> black men out there the
2: of the black
1: So wh- wh- where do you want to start with that? Steve? Well, you know what's so funny, though, because you said it like um, the intro to Tupac Joe. It's like, uh, what did he say? It's like,
2: Jay-Z from Hawaiian Soapy fame, Big Little Whatever, and several other corny sounding motherfuckers are understandably shaken up by this release.
1: <laughs> like, we got the bomb first on Judge Mathis. <laughs> Judge Mathis of Judge Mathis Show fame or whatever. <laughs> I, I think that there is... First of all i'm i'm tired of uh i'm tired of young black men being attacked because he mentioned something about not going to work or something playing video games all day and me and you don't do none of that so it's like where do you come off talking about us like that that's the first thing
2: <laughs>
0: yeah and, and we can't we gotta be like like first off like before you go on to the second point if you're gonna speak on a topic, you gotta make sure that you're qualified to speak on that topic. Cause Judge Mathis has made, has built a career out of displaying buffoonery and coonery on daytime TV. So it's like, sir, you you're not even on solid ground to be criticizing niggas about like what we're supposed to do in the street. Before and then we can get into the other shit you said about marching and all that type of shit. But it's like, first off, sir, like, you don't even set a good example. So how you gonna shit on other niggas when you're a generation older than us, and you didn't show us nothing but nonsense?
1: Also, too, it's like, Judge Mathis is way too comfortable to be leading any type of revolution anyway. It's like, you're not about to go back to... See, and this is the thing, right? Because we laughed about the, the, the clip that I played when I said, yo, I'm not talking to those people. Judge Mathis ain't talking to those people either. Like, I just stay i just i'm just honest with it like if i like if i get the bag I'm, I'm not mad at judge mathis but don't sit back and be a hypocrite like you in these streets like that
0: because yeah, you, you like... can't just cast blame like you got to do like the other dude said it's like yo it's not working out with these americanized women so i have a passport <laughs> and i'm going overseas to start a new thing like you gotta you gotta come with that judge mathis you can't just sit there on your high horse and be like, y'all niggas ain't shit. It's like, nigga, you dropped the ball. Like, if, if we ain't shit, it's because of y'all. Like, y'all generation fucked up. Y'all fumbled everything. Like, <sighs> you like you can't you can't blame it on us. That's a Styles
1: P bar, is it? He said, yeah, R- yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Styles. He might be top five. Here's the biggest thing that I think somebody like a Judge is and men like him don't understand. There's never going to be a, a situation within this system where like in mass uh, like black men are going to flourish. There's always going to be a couple of uh, brothers that slip through the cracks and are able to find a, a piece of whatever, whether that, whatever you want to call success or, or happiness or whatever. But in order for like as total for, for black men to be successful, the system has to crash. Like, so that's the thing I don't understand about somebody like that. It's like, You're saying that brothers should fight through this system to get to the top. But in order for that, you might not even have your position if in mass, like all black men sit back and say, we're going to take this over. You might have to reset. You might have to restart. So like I said, it goes back to you being too comfortable regardless.
0: that second part he's saying that the black man needs to get out there and support the black woman and that that's that's part of our problem that uh we're not supporting the black woman and this is something that i know is near and dear to steve's heart because he's always talking about women's empowerment and how important it is um so Steve, what are your thoughts on that, that Judge Mathis is saying that we're not doing our part in supporting black women?
1: Well, you know, I, I think I'm kind of having to change your heart, man. I'm loving what Judge Mathis is saying from a business standpoint, man. He's a pimp. He is saying exactly what that audience wants to hear. And as a capitalist, I'm like, man, that's just pure genius. I think as a capitalist, if I could do the same thing, hit a lick right quick and make some speeches about how niggas ain't shit and how we need to support our women, uh, you know, I, I might go on a tour, world tour like that. You know, shout out to Judge Mattis. I'm going to follow your lead, Mr. Mattis.
0: So it, it's all for show?
1: <laughs> is, is, is that what you're saying? <clears throat> How could it not be? Like, what's his plan? Is the, For us to do go out there for Black Lives Matter? Like, what's the end goal for Black Lives Matter? What did they change? What laws did they get changed? And the great words of Big Sean, like, why would he stop? <laughs> 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 Dear Coon. On behalf of Dr. Umar Ifatunde
2: Oguntade and in the International Movement for the Independence and Protection of African People, you have hereby been excommunicated from the African race, and we have rebirthed you into the European power structure.
0: Th- that's all I can say to, to Judge Mathis. It's like, nigga, get all the way the fuck out of here. Like, like I, I, I can't stand an old head that want to talk about, you know... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah y- y- y'all didn't do this. Y'all, y'all not doing that. Y'all not doing the other. It's like I don't see you on the front line, sir. No. I, I, I didn't, I didn't see you guiding men. Like you, you, you definitely got on TV and displayed a bunch of the worst, the worst of us. You know, people looking for fame. People, you know, looking to just make a couple dollars by being on TV. You exploited them for, for, for gain, to the extent of making millions of dollars. You don't get to come back and chastise, but like yeah. Steve said, you know, I, I can't knock nobody's hustle, but, you know, we, we're not going to sit down and act like, like you know, you, you can sit at the table with us and tell us what we're supposed to do. Like, fuck out of here, nigga. Yeah, well, for, what? One, he's, for one,
1: he's a judge, so he's of the system. And, and like I mentioned yeah, before, Yeah, that that part's – well, is he a real – judge? are they real judges? It doesn't matter. Because I, I know they like to start those shows off by saying this is a real courtroom, but – He's acting like a judge, so it's like, you know, it is what it is. (laughs) So his job is to administer, you know, laws and culture and different things like that. So I'm sure he got somebody, you know, puppeting him. He got the hand of his back because it's like, come on, man. Like, that's not even productive what you're saying and how you're saying it because you don't got no solution for brothers. You just say, get up and follow your woman. I
0: I get tired of niggas (laughs) talking. You don't got no fucking solution. Like, you just naming problems.
1: Like, we all know what the problems are. You yeah. won't need another person saying what the problems are. That shit was a lick. He sounded like a preacher. He like, said, "And I've got some T-shirts, and I'm going to be on 56th uh, 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 Avenue selling some T-shirts saying, niggas ain't shit, follow your woman, Black Lives Matter. Like, that's probably was the end of the clip that we missed. No, I think that was a great thing that he did, man. He, he went up there talking to the women, talk, bashing us, talking about how all we do is play video games all day. We won't work hard. We won't get up at 1.30 in the morning and put packages in the car and, and then come home and, and try to plot out some other stuff not nah, don't we'll do stuff like that we just, no we don't yeah. do that like oh. you know
0: we we, we spend our, our free time just beating our dick playing Greg yeah. that photo yep
1: fucking eating cheetos yep we
0: don't, we don't try to build businesses and better ourselves so we can you know help our families in the next generation we don't do none of that
1: there's no brothers out there doing none of that at all they all just cowards and they're pathetic and no know.
0: and I do find like like i do think before we leave this topic like we need to be clear on the point of if you want to speak to to black men you don't go into a room that black men aren't in and and by judging by the response of the audience there i didn't hear that there was a lot of men in that audience like you know like when farrakhan said that men weren't doing black men weren't doing what they were supposed to do he organized a march for a million black men to get together he didn't go over down to the you know the black woman's rally and say yeah them niggas over there ain't shit (laughs) that's not how you do it sir it's
1: no good it's no good
0: so let's move on Breakfast Club is breaking up. Angela Yee is going solo. You know, as as Ice Cube says, she dropped two niggas. Now she's making all the dough. Um, she's going to have her own radio show coming later this year on iHeart. And the Breakfast Club will continue with just Envy and Charlamagne in some new iteration. And I wanted to talk about this because I think um, in the last, you know, was it 10 plus years that the breakfast club has been on they're one of the most influential shows in the history of hip-hop um hip-hop is something that's near and dear to my heart so i think it's only right that we 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 discuss it you know I, i i like i like that show you know Charlemagne in those early years definitely um influenced like what i wanted to do in podcasting and shit like that i read his first book it's on my bookshelf right now um you know, I, I think Angela Yee, like, has accomplished a lot in her in her aspect as being a black woman. I don't really know of any other black woman that's in her age group or lane that has accomplished what she's accomplished. So it's definitely deserved that she gets um, her own show. But I, the interesting thing here is that, you know, there was a lot of talk about The Breakfast Club breaking up in the last couple of years with, you know, different, different – um, Times of the hosts needing to ne- renegotiate contracts and then little conflicts that they had in public about slander against uh, each other, like and, and, uh, Charlamagne and Yee specifically with interviews that they did with third parties and all that type of shit. So to see them like end the run this way with, you know, it being like a clean transition, I thought that that was a good thing that it didn't they didn't break up on some, you know, yeah, fuck, fuck y'all niggas, I'm going solo type shit, because that's normally what we get in hip-hop. Like, you know, and a lot of the shows and groups that we, we've we liked, they've all seemed to fall apart, like, on bad terms. So I was kind of glad to see when they rolled this out this week that it was it, it seemed like it was all love between them. But, uh, Steve, how how'd you feel about the whole thing?
1: I mean, I think it's probably the right time for her, especially, like, you know, I, I don't think, like, the Breakfast Club kind of reached its peak probably around, like, 14, 20 2014 2015 you know they still kind of rolled around i think they're probably what the top still top rated morning show i think it's just time like you know those hosts seem to be growing apart they seem to be kind of wanting to do different things like if he has his podcast you know charlamagne's always working so i mean i think it's a great thing for her and you know hopefully they find something somebody the the hard thing and we talked about this is going to be where do you go from here in regards to if Charlamagne and Envy are going to do it, or are you do you bring another woman in now? It's like, are they going to be able to connect from a chemistry standpoint? And then also, too, you know, he has, what, over 20, 30 years in radio. So you can't really re- replace that experience. Like, a lot of people trash those other hosts who aren't Charlamagne on that show, but they complement each other extremely well. It's a team game. So oh, oh it,
0: yeah, yeah, d- definitely. It's like – like, I think – I think like Charlemagne was the breakout star from that group but the but the show wouldn't have been as successful without the other two because you see all of like Charlemagne's like solo ventures and T V shows that get cancelled. Yeah. Because too much of Charlemagne by himself isn't good. I think, you know, like when you're make when you're making a podcast, the same thing that me and Steve thought when we were sitting down to, to make this podcast was, you know, there has to be some balance, like the yin and yang of it, like, you know, I might be more on the serious side. Steve is more of a comedian, but we both have, you know, a little bit of, like, I like to joke around and all that shit, too, and, and Steve can be serious about topics, so, like, you gotta have that sort of balance when you're creating a show, and for a show like The Breakfast Cup to be as successful as it was, it was because all three of them, you know, were playing their role at the, at a very high level for a long time, and, you know, one one other thing I'll say there is, you, you said their their peak was... Around 2014, 2015. I, I think their peak, they probably peaked around like the Birdman situation, which is a couple years after that. Yeah, they, it was 2017. That was, it was probably that when they were their most popular. That, yeah. you know, that, that put some respect on my name has become Jeez. like a cultural thing. Like everybody fucking says that and probably will still be saying it 10, 10 years from now. Like, you know, like they, that's the level. Um, the Breakfast Club is, has given, like, you know, there's, like, little inside jokes and shit, like, not in Harlem, like, me and Steve say that shit to each other all the time, <laughs> like, when we're just laughing, like, The Breakfast Club has had so many dope moments that I almost would want to see the show kind of just go away and, like, you know, just call this shit something else, just say, like, yo, we, we put The Breakfast Club out for 13 years or whatever, it was dope, but now, you know, this is the new show with Charlamagne and Envy or whatever.
1: Yeah, I forgot about those moments i mean it's hard to say when the the peak was i think we could clearly see when they started kind of dropping down but like you know the the peak they they had a a really great one especially when you're talking about hip-hop like everybody wanted to go there you know that was like where you were stamped at like okay such and such is really coming up now he's on the blackfish club so
0: yeah i I think the the peak the peak for them was around that time because th- th- that's when, like, all of their s- multiple solo ventures really started to take off right. too because it's like they all have um, their own podcasts or, like, real estate investments or companies and shit that they own. But when they first started The Breakfast Club, that was their main shit. Like, you know, yeah, like, we're, we're the Breakfast Club people. So, like, it, it got to the point where it's like, yeah, like, y'all are kind of too big to – uh. To do it because even sometimes now you watch the show if you look at it on youtube there's always somebody missing from from their interviews oh you know Charlemagne had to go overseas or so you know the shit was starting to naturally grow apart anyway because it's like they're, they're, they're too big to keep going I, I think shows like um howard stern and things like that have run as long as they have because it's all centered around one person yeah. it's like you They've subbed in. They've subbed other people in and out around Howard Stern for years. Even though the, like the core is the same, but Howard Stern is the star. Like that's what people show up to. Like, but the Breakfast Club can exist, you know, in different iterations with those three people.
1: Yeah. So, so we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm interested. Like I said, um, you know, shout out to Yee. I think it's a great time for her. You know, with the the, the social and political climate. You know, everything is Black girls rock and you know, black, yeah, but Black, black Girl Magic. And,
0: so yeah. I I definitely think she needs to bring Judge Mathis on, you know, <laughs> a, a, as one of her first guests because I don't know if I give a shit what Judge Mathis got to say.
1: Bring <laughs> <laughs> it on if you want to.
0: <laughs> so yeah, sh- shout shout out to ye and uh, you know we'll we'll see we'll see what happens uh, with with y'all. Moving on to a little more news this week, I found this interesting that. Um, Disney Plus now has more total streaming subscribers than Netflix, even though they they have lower um, revenue per subscriber because their prices are a little lower. But um, Disney Plus has only been out for a couple of years. Like, I, I believe three years at the most. Yeah, first launched in November of 2019. So in less than three years, they've surpassed Netflix to become – the largest streaming service in the country, if not the world. Um, and, you know, we, we, we see now that like, you know, things like uh, HBO and Discovery are, 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 in the middle of a consolidation. Um, some, some of the other like major conglomerates are, are trying to consolidate how they're going to do their streaming services and package this shit. Because it's it was getting to be too many streaming services and too too many subscriptions that people are being asked to pay for. Like I get hit with ads all the time on Instagram for these apps that'll um, cancel all of your subscriptions because you know there's a lot of people out there paying five dollars a month for some shit that they forgot they they subscribed to. Um, So I, I find this interesting that. You know, being that we're in the content creation space, like how quickly, you know, shit can change and the landscape can change in this space now and that you got to be able to come with something new and you got to have like the best library of content if you want to survive out here. Because we're seeing with Netflix, like to me, Netflix has been in survival mode for the past like five fucking years as everybody's been entering the streaming space. And they did the wrong thing. Like, they doubled down on their original content that people don't want to fucking watch. And you're seeing it. It's like all the subscribers are going to other places where you can get the content that people already know about, like The Office or all the Marvel shows and all of that type of shit that, you know, is what made Netflix popular in the first place. But now, like, you know, they doubled down on giving – you know, Shonda Rhimes, $100 million to create TV shows and giving other people millions and millions of dollars to create TV shows that people don't seem like they want to watch or that they're more drawn to, I'd rather subscribe to Disney and watch the new season of The Mandalorian or something. So um, it's, it's just, it's just interesting. We'll, we'll we'll see how, how much longer Netflix can survive, but I, I can see Netflix getting bought out very soon here.
1: Probably. I mean, they, they made uh, bad choices, but like you said, they just went into major liquidity for whatever reason. They just said, okay, let's gonna, we're just going to borrow a ton of money. Well,
0: le- le- leverage. They they leverage, started whatever. leveraging a lot, like just yeah. b- borrowing a lot of money yeah. to to create original content. Well, there, what there, has there, been the strategy for like the past five years.
1: Excuse me. They're in a liquidity crisis, I meant to say. Is that Oh, correct? yeah, yeah. There, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, When well, you're the business, thing. I'm just, uh, you know, I just pick things up and put them down. You know, we, we've established that. So... <laughs> so you know at the end of the day and they're they're doubling up on their price what's the price like twenty dollars a month or some shit
0: yeah i canceled netflix last year after the last price hike because i when they sent me the email that said that the price was going up like three dollars i said i don't even log on to this fucking app i i never hit the like they have a netflix button built into into the remote of my tv and i never press it on purpose so i said let me cancel netflix i don't need this shit
1: Netflix had a great run, you know, but, but they're they're almost suffering from uh, what? <laughs> it's so funny they put Blockbuster out of business, but now they're suffering from the same type of disease, not being able to adjust with the new landscape of how business is done.
0: Yeah, so that, that's because that's like they don't um, like they had the right idea in the beginning. Which was build a library of all of the best content that we already know that people like. It's like we already know that people like um, the office. When they had it, like people wanted to stream the office, so they went there. Then it was breaking bad and the Walking Dead and all of these like, you know, staples that they knew millions of people wanted to see. And it's like, oh shit, y'all got movies too. Let me watch the movies. But then they, they kind of got a little cocky after, you know, their first couple of shows like caught some traction and shit like that. And they just went way too hard on the original content, in my opinion, because most of that shit is, as Steve likes to say, 89 octane. It, no. it, it is mid like and, and they cancel most of their shows. You can look up the statistics. Uh, most Netflix shows don't make it past the second season now. So, like, the the era where, like, House of Cards made it to, I think, seven, eight seasons, Orange is the New Black was, like, seven seasons, that's over. Like, their only show that's really going – that's lo- still long-running that's really popular is Stranger Things, and, you know, we'll see how much longer that goes. But they haven't been able to, to catch the culture in a meaningful way it seems like in years now it's it's been years since like tiger king and all of that where everybody was rushing to netflix to watch watch one thing
1: yeah and also when you're looking at these tech stocks they're struggling as well so i think that's definitely a big component of everything that's going on we see with netflix i
0: I think i think that's going to be the fate of a lot of uh tech companies and corporations like you're going to see a lot of buyouts mergers in general in business over the next few years because these companies realize you cannot keep up with these outrageous growth demands that wall street is going to have um in order for your company to stay viable or for investors to stay interested like the idea of have of being able to grow and grow and grow especially in the streaming space where people password share like you know me and steve were arguing about sharing passwords a couple weeks ago on here damn right it's like With password sharing and all that, like, you can only get but so big. At a certain point, you just have to have the content that people want to watch to keep them as customers. Otherwise, you're going to grow really big, and then you're going to get small just as fast.
1: Fuck Netflix. I'll charge you too much money, and I don't care if you fail. You should fail. There you go. go. damn billionaires, they think they could just charge and charge and charge. Well, you know what? I'm boycotting Netflix, and everybody else should boycott Netflix, too.
0: See, Monique
1: had it right all along. You goddamn right she did.
0: But but, please, but peace and blessings, my babies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Give Monique her money. Well, they already gave her her money, so shout well, to Monique. Well, they
0: I I don't know if they gave her money, but they did settle.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> shout, shout out to Monique, and, and she didn't even have to put the work in. Like, sure, shit didn't. That's some, that's some Charleston white shit.
0: Yeah. She 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 spent <laughs> the last couple years shitting on Netflix and D.L. Hughley.
1: They have to put no work in. That's genius. <laughs> I'm about to call OSHA on my job. Fuck that. I think I'm oh, these niggas though. is unsafe over here. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they got some safety
0: violations.
1: Unsafe as shit. Like, like, what he say?
0: He's like, stupid nigga. I ain't here to work. I'm here to con. I'm in here running scams. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: real. Why? Why we get up working? We could just sue whatever company. They could just give us the money.
0: Cause that's not honorable. Oh, what, what? What, 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 did, what did Louis C K say? Or no, what what was that? Andrew Dice Clay like rob somebody, earn your money.
1: Yeah, oh, that's earning
0: f- your money. It it, it is. It, I guess yeah, maybe there are worse ways that's to earn money than saying. just filing frivolous lawsuits.
1: And and what what aspect of corporate America is honorable? Like why why should I be honorable? Corporate ain't honorable.
0: Cause we gotta hold ourselves to a higher standard, Steve. No. We got to set ourselves apart.
1: Okay, okay. Now now I'm following you. I I like that.
0: Yeah. That's that's what it's about. Moving on. Let's get into a a little bit of animal behavior here. You know, I I always like animal behavior halfway through the podcast. Wow, like a wolf.
2: Just a fucking animal. Bark like a dog, come on. We ain't nothing but mammals. What kind of animal smokes marijuana at his own confirmation?
0: So this week in animal behavior, Steve came up with uh, some topics around hygiene because um, Kevin Samuels, RIP, you know, was known for his rants on women's looks and different things like that. But before he got into that space, he spoke to men for years on his on his channels about how to, you know, level up and get yourselves together And uh, in this one clip here, he gave a spirited um, explanation about how you need to keep yourself clean.
2: You need to get a towel and some soap and scrub under your armpits. And then use that same towel and apply a nice dose of soap and spend two minutes washing your nuts. Don't just go one or two passes now, nigga wash your nuts, wash up in the crack yep, you need to do that and then you need to rinse that motherfucker out do it again and wash down the crack of your ass yep, down the crack of your ass and then you need to actually yeah, you, and you need to look at it and you need to wash until that motherfucker's clean then you need to actually point away from the shower bend over and let the goddamn water run through there yeah, nigga, clean your asshole a woman never licked your ass probably cause it's got crustaceans
1: in it dude
0: Nervy you niggas man so um wh- where do you want to start with that steve because like the thing that i find so abusing about that is the level of disgust that he has at having to explain this shit to what? grown men on on his platform
1: that's like a conversation that like i used to have with, like my mother in like second grade it's like like what what do you need to tell the other grown men that for i don't even understand it
0: well, a, just, apparently it was a problem that he felt like it needed to be addressed because these guys didn't understand why they weren't able to get with women, that their their hygiene was
2: that bad.
1: Is it is it that, though? Like, how does he know, though? Like, is he standing that close to other random grown men? He was an image consultant. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess so. I mean, like I said, according to the brother at the beginning of the podcast, we're struggling with women, do we need to get our passport? That's the answer. Like... I don't know what this brother over here talking about. You gotta scrub the crack your head. Like if you if you're 30 years old, you don't know that, dude. Like how have how do you survived to be a grown man? Like I, I don't know if that's great advice, uh, Mister Kevin says. I don't know. You,
0: you think that was a, a swingy to miss from Kevin?
1: Absolutely. I think that's why he had to get to uh, bash women or whatever they said they was doing to, uh, to women.
0: Well, he he also uh, spoke on women's hygiene. So it, w- it wasn't just men. He he had he had smoke on oh, both sides. Okay. So okay Pay yeah, attention close. to
2: the details. Breast stank. Breast stank. Cooch stank. Breast a stank. You can look at her. Look at a woman, and if she has not paid attention to the details, she's faking femininity. Femininity and poor hygiene are polar opposites. To be truly feminine, you have to take care of your body. Poor hygiene, breast stink, hair stink, hands stink, hands stink. Oh, I don't think I've ever met a
0: woman whose hands
1: stink. That's that is wild. That's wild.
0: That like that's a different level of dirty. Like if if you're not even washing your hands yeah. to the point that they stink, like yeah. I, I I think we need to be having different conversations.
1: So what's his point with that? He's just saying you stink and you shouldn't be around me or something? I don't understand.
0: I guess he's he's just saying that you can't attract what you're looking to attract yeah. if your hygiene is bad.
1: Well, sh- shout to the brother Austin Holman that we played the clip at the beginning. He was saying that uh, women's private areas stink because the pH is off. So maybe you could give him some tips about what water filter to, to get so their pH uh, or alkaline or... <laughs> whatever alkaline products they need to get to get the pH up uh, to a proper level.
0: Well, I, I, I'm not the type of person to come to for that type of uh, advice, but there is somebody that I know that can give you um, the proper education on that. And uh, I, I'll, I'll defer to him here because in his words, he's a, uh, a pussyologist, which is two levels higher than a gynecologist. All right.
2: A lot of y'all don't know how to get rid of stink pussy. You try to use soap and water, you can't. Use soap and water to get rid of stink pussy? You have to go to the doctor, and you have to use Flanju, a doctor's cycling. and you have to take that two times a day, seven days a week to get rid of stink pussy. Look at the hoes laughing. How he
1: know that? See, that's that's real wisdom right there. Like I don't know what Kevin Sanders was doing. Why does why that brother don't have a uh, podcast where he's screaming at women to, uh telling them what to do
0: tk has a podcast he he gives out a lot of games like tk was doing like million dollars worth of game style content before they started doing it a couple yeah. of years ago that's, that's, his, that's, his podcast just isn't as popular for some reason but you know that's that's what tk does he, he gives out the the knowledge
1: yeah i even know that like what kevin said like see cause kevin talked about oh yeah you know you stick he, he ain't get no solutions TK said, go to the doctor. He
0: told nigga, he's like, nigga, you got to wash your nuts.
1: I'm talking about what he's doing. Kevin said he was talking about the women. He just said, oh, yeah, you know, you stink and your breath stink and your hands stink. So your hands might even be, TK might have the answer for that. It's like, yeah, you got to go to the doctor and take some reflagellation hand pills or something. But Kev don't know that. (laughs) Kev don't know all that. Shout out to TK, man. TK is uh, teaching women how to take care of themselves.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, if if, uh, if for some reason you you out there don't have your hygiene figured out yet, and you're an adult, you know, go to somebody like TK, figure it out, get your program together, get your hygiene together, because it, it, there's nothing worse than being an animal, but it, it might be a little worse to be a funky animal.
1: Yeah, but how, I, like, I, I just think that it might be time to, well, you know, I'm not going to, Go oh, that far. Yeah, just go to TK and holler. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, go to TK and holler. Um,
0: so I, I wanted to move on to something else that I found interesting. I, I didn't bring this to you in the pre-production because I, I wanted to get your true reaction to it on the podcast. <laughs> this um, <laughs>
2: and
0: and th- this isn't a recurring segment, but like I said, like there's going to be some frequent guests on the podcast. You know, Styles P, Boosie, you know, a couple a couple other guys, but this week it comes from Boosie again, and he he broke down the game of a thousand virgins, and I, I just want to get your reaction on uh the the concept of a thousand virgins.
2: You gotta miss that woman, and when you stop breaking her virgin, uh, that's it. Breaking her virgin. Yeah, like when I'm with a woman, like everything I'm doing that keep it that keeps it going is. Breaking a woman version. That should be every nigga game. what is that? A woman has a hundred versions. If you take a bitch on a rooftop to a oh, to a, okay. to a you done broke a version. Okay. If you fuck her in the bathroom, you done broke a version. If you have a real life conversation on the bridge with her, you done broke a version. Hmm. If you if you if you take her to the game anywhere and it's a anything a first time, you done broke a version. Hmm. Once you stop breaking a woman version, it, it wears out. And a woman has a million versions.
0: You just gotta break. So, what are your thoughts on that, Steve?
1: You know, this goes back to what I was saying at the beginning of the podcast. Like, I gotta change my algorithm. I gotta get back to my Jesus content because I don't care enough about
2: all... and, and it.
1: <laughs> you know what's funny about all that too is Boozy doing all this breaking all these virgins, but he's not. He don't even. He not even in a relationship. So it's like. Why he I has do 35
0: bitches at his house sucking dick right now steve yeah. like he, he, he of course he's not in a relationship i'm just
1: saying they're gonna move on anyway so why you gotta do all that like why i gotta keep doing that and you know what's funny too there's no woman saying that like yeah this is how you keep a man girl pop 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 it's just oh yeah nigga. but we sitting around talking about we gotta break the virgins or whatever it's like what are we doing why why i gotta do that no no i'm sorry <laughs> it's it's just no yeah have fun mr boozy i'm not doing that like you breaking all these versions and then i have to try to top you it's it's messing up the ecosystem of the dating game that's why i see i completely understand why it's losing things talk see i I completely it's full circle now i was wondering why it's like all these red pool guys talk about like oh my woman doesn't love me and all this that's why you gotta deal with uh, things like Boosie taking your girl to Jamaica and having sex with her in the bathroom, but on the rooftop and taking her to the game. Like, how can you go compete with that? <laughs> you can't compete with that. So,
0: uh, okay, so if you don't want to do all of that, what are you willing to do
1: to support what, what, a woman? What'd what my man say? Uh, get your passport. <laughs> <laughs> get, get a passport and find a slave. My oh, man said, he said, it's that bad out here. Go get your passport. <laughs> <laughs> he said, that bad out here. Oh, shit. That's what you got to do, man. Like, you're talking about court a woman. It's like, why do we even have to do all that? This ain't, the, this ain't the ancient world where you meet her father and say, yes, I'm going to make an honest woman out of her. It's like, what you doing that for, court a woman? you going to waste time and money on some girl who's not a virgin? He's talking about break her virgin. What girl is a virgin? <laughs> Why do I have to quote a woman that's not a virgin anyway? Like, what's the point? Of that like, what's what's a woman's value after her virginity is broken?
0: I think that's one of them questions that doesn't have an answer. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't. I like. I, I don't even know how to how to begin to answer that that question. That's true. Yeah. Gotta break that's a like what came first, the chicken or the egg?
1: <laughs> and I like Boosie, but like stop trying to outshow the, the regular niggas, man. It's, like come on, like what what dude could afford to send this chick to Jamaica? Like you gotta be an upper echelon guy like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that's the idea, Steve. We're we're not here to be regular degular niggas. Like why 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 be that when you can when you can be out here bre- breaking a million virgins like
1: Boosie? No, like, cause I'm I'm not doing that anyway. Even if I had the paper, cause I don't want to mess up the ecosystem. Like, <laughs> so you, be-
0: I get it, man. So you're thinking about the little guy. That's what, you're what I'm thinking saying. about the next guy. You do cause you, you to. know you're gonna be done with the chick at some point, and you don't want to make it so difficult for the next guy. It's like this bitch didn't been to Jamaica. She didn't. She didn't been on top of the bridge, like he said, and all that. Like now, there's nothing left for the little guy to even do yeah. with this.
1: Rappers get off of that. Like, what, uh, um, Future had a song literally saying what you said, making it hard for the next nigga to, to please you. It's like, like, what are you doing? But see, well, yeah, I, there's, I, a, there's a million bars. Like, what, what did Drake say? <laughs> like, we're
0: somewhere wilding, doing something that's way out of your budget. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, but I don't even understand. It's like, because guys will mess with average girls, too, messing up the ecosystem. Like, what, what uh, oh uh i didn't want to fucking because the bali baby do it even though she average. see now what's left of me now now the average girl's like oh you're not future I'm me well, like, well
0: yeah that takes it back to kevin samuels that's what his show was all about there was a lot of women on oh i like i am gorgeous i am beautiful <laughs> and he's he's like no niggas just are are fucking you that yeah. doesn't make you attractive because niggas don't have
1: no fucking standards and that, now you got average girls coming at me talking about you better come correct. I'm like, Well, you're average. Like why well, don't hey, to you come... still
2: gotta come correct?
1: No, she's average. I'll just I, like why get an average girl talking like that? I can have a, a, a baddie talk to me like that. Because they, they don't need
0: to be nice to us, Steve. Yeah. Like that.
1: Like... <laughs> I, I got no problem with that. I really don't. Like, but th- this goes back full circle. I have to get back to my Jesus content. Like, I don't wanna hear I will hear Boosie upstaging me about uh, breaking a thousand versions that that sounds dumb and i and i don't like boosie but it's like come on man like what what do you even what do you get out of that what are you doing that for <laughs> 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 all
0: right well you know and you know the funny thing is i did not expect that to be your reaction at all so I'm, I'm gonna do that more. I'm gonna just like throw some shit at you on the podcast. What were you expecting? <laughs> like we gonna call that segment the the four one flat? Like we just gonna let Steve do a four one flat every now and then.
1: What were you expecting though? I thought
0: you was gonna. I thought she was gonna say that that was some decent game. I, I thought it was some decent game. I I I, I thought it made sense.
1: It, no, it. See, that's where you're creating these abusive monsters. <laughs> Like, how's that decent game? Like, the, you're, you're creating abusive monsters.
0: You got to make it exciting for a woman, bro. Like, oh, no, like, you I, don't. You have to keep it interesting. Like, for it yourself, was. too. Because if you're just doing the same shit all of the time, yeah, it's going to get yes. old. You're going to start, like, like if, if you hit it from the back every time you hit it, eventually you're gonna say the pussy's boring it's like you don't need a side piece you just need to do something different with the bitch i'm not saying you gotta go all oh, chan and crowder with it and play cat and play dog and all that type of shit but i i think you do have to like what do they say variety is the spice of life like yeah you you, you gotta throw some shit like that in there from time life, to time.
1: life has been about doing the same thing over and over again for <laughs> centuries and then you die now, all of a sudden, it's like we got to go to vacation. We got to take a chick on the jet ski and all of this. And all of that for some girl to say, you fell in love with me when I was drinking codeine, Now you fall in love with a nigga drinking creatine. So you're going to do all that. You're going to lose her anyway. So what you got to do all that for? So you're like, just what?
0: biding your time with, with, with any woman that you're with?
1: Not necessarily. I mean, it, 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 this is the parameters is how I operate. And, you know, you could operate like this or, you know, you cannot operate like that. I try to give everybody a fresh chance. But you're not you going to can... break her virgins. Why the hell would I do that? Like, if it, it, it's something that so i to do. So what does I, it, Steve do
0: when he's courting a woman then? Like, I do how, I how like you do you make her interesting?
1: I do stuff I like to do. I don't make her interested. I do stuff I like to do. And if she's interested in the stuff I like to do, then we continue to talk. If not, then she'll be texting me talking about it, you. Have, you better come correct. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right I, I i respect both sides of it like I, I, I can't you, respect you have to be authentic i think yes. i think that that's what it comes down to too you have to be authentically you because if you're out here just trying like you know trying to contrive a way to yeah i'm gonna break a million virgins and it's like nigga that's not even what you do you that's just gonna go like hitch on the first date with the chick where everything just went wrong because he was just trying to do too much. And then when he finally bagged her, it was when they were just walking through the park and he had the Benadryl all running through a system and he had to be himself. So you got to be yourself, man. You can't just, uh, but you you got to be yourself at the end of the day. So you could either pick
1: the Steve Lane or pick the
0: Boosie Lane, but as long as you get
1: yours, that's all that matters. You know what, though? I don't want to keep digging off for the brother Austin Holman, but he makes a great point. Get your fucking passport. That's the day, i think it's what, he, what the brother say is that bad out here shout out to austin pa- better well over. yeah
0: I, I i'm not mad at that message like passports and jesus that's all the people need like, <laughs> like, that's not a bad message like if, if you come away from that. this this episode and yeah. that's all you got like you know we did our job this
2: week
1: yeah go get your jesus content that's what i'm about to do all next week i will to hear nothing about no passports i want to hear nothing about no virgins I'm gonna listen to, to how listen to the Salvation of Jesus Christ and the remnant and all of that. <laughs> Continue to read my book of Ezekiel, the book there of the prophets, <laughs> Revelations and all that.
0: You know, in keeping with, with, with the theme of this week, you know, with uh chickens coming home to roost a little bit in in some different ways. We had uh Pete Rose was coming back with uh the Phillies this this past week to celebrate a World Series when I don't remember the exact year and I'm not about to look it up but they won the World Series it was either in the 70s or the 80s and you know he was there as part of this celebration because I believe it was like a 50 year anniversary Um, and there was a reporter there that brought up some allegations of uh, sexual misconduct For pete rose that allegedly occurred in the 70s or 80s and this was the response he gave to the reporter
2: i'm gonna tell you one more time i'm here for the philly fans i'm here for my teammates okay i'm here for the philly organization and who cares what happened 50 years ago you weren't even born so you you shouldn't be talking about it because you weren't born if you don't know
0: a damn thing about it, don't talk about it. I gotta say, I, I I agree with him on that, where you know, with the Me Too thing, I think there's been some stuff that's valid, but I think there's been some stuff that's just bullshit. Um, you know, and the whole idea of cancel culture where you're you're trying to cancel people based on things that happened fifty years ago or trying to cancel dead people. Like John Wayne and shit like that. It's like John Wayne's dead. Can't
1: cancel a dead guy. I want to cancel John Wayne. He's a racist.
0: Yeah, that's what they were trying to cancel him <laughs> for. And it's like he was a, you know, white man <laughs> of, of a certain age that yeah. that was from that era. Like, what did you expect him to say? Mm-hmm. Um, well, Pete Rose, I, I think like Pete Rose is, has dealt with a lot of bullshit. Like, you know. All the gambling shit aside, like, you can't take away what that man did with the bat. And when he finally gets brought back to be acknowledged for, you know, his contribution to the sport, like, you know, first time back in the ballpark in decades, you want to hit him with some bullshit that's unconfirmed about some shit that you don't know. Like, yeah, I I agree with him. Get the fuck out of my face with, with uh, with that
1: slanderous bullshit, lady. Yeah, and I, I think that um, I want to take it a step further. I think that we should be able to change these assault and battery laws for situations just like that. I think you should be able to assault somebody for for slandering your name to that level. I think I think that would change a lot of things. If you know, if I said something to you about, hey, my heard you, you know, did such and such in regards to this legality matter that you didn't get convicted of. And uh, you just decided to stomp me out, I think I would learn my lesson from there, and I think other people would learn their lesson as well. So I want to bring that to Congress. Maybe we can change some of these assault and battery laws for certain situations where certain people should just get their ass whooped with just saying outlandish shit like that.
0: Well, I, I don't know if it has to go to that extent. I think so. But I think so. Like, because, you know, violence. I, you know I, I i gotta say you know violence is uh that's wasted energy but i do think you know sometimes when that situation happens if it's between you and and another grown man like it can, it can get checked right in the moment like uh like it did in this situation here some of your critics would say you know there's a race for mayor we know you're a convicted
2: rapist this could hurt his campaign how would you respond to that hey um i don't know who said that you don't even when i heard say that you know what i mean and i don't have no comment to that you know because it's negative and you're being negative and I, I, I met i met the mayor right and nothing they can do about it we actually
0: had a really good time we, we, we... see like you know you, you you can be calm and peaceful you don't have it doesn't have to just turn into a stop nah, well, out you, and bleed out
1: see but you you didn't play the rest of that clip though where where it, it could have led to that. So I I love what Mr. Tyson did there. That's exactly well, how it, well, I, would have,
0: yeah,
1: I would have. I would have yeah, well, he, he well, said, see, no, I, you're a piece I, of I, shit. I,
0: would, I wanted to show... It, you, no, you can you can, how you can address it, but there, there is it. always that that next level that you yeah. can go to.
2: so interesting that you come across like a nice that, but you're really a piece of shit. Hey, you take a come on, man, come on. Oh, that was a piece of fuck you, that was a piece of shit. You know, we're, we're doing we're doing live TV, hey, I don't care what are you gonna do about it. Or is it nerve wracking for you to do something like this, or is it more nervous for you to box? How does it compare? I don't know, um, it's more nerve wracking no, is. he here is talking to a rat piece of shit like you. Oh, come on, like, no, but you're a piece of shit. All right, we're gonna we're, we're, we're gonna we're to going wrap up the interview. Thank you for thank you for coming in. Fuck you.
1: That's what, that's my yeah, favorite. you're a piece of shit.
2: That's <laughs> that, like that's my favorite part
1: about it. <laughs> no, you're a piece of shit. And he's exactly he's exactly right. It's like yo, grow no, Why would you ask a grown man something like that for a hot juicy story? Are you ready to die for a hot juicy story? Like, come
0: on, man! You should know better than that. Yeah, there, there, there are certain questions that probably just uh, shouldn't be asked. You ain't qualified to ask me that
2: question. You ain't qualified to get that answer.
0: Like so, sometimes that—that's the situation, and these reporters have to learn. Um, you know, when is it? When is the right time to ask the question? Like, because sometimes, like, good journalism is just that. It's like knowing the moment. It's like, yeah, this isn't the moment to ask you about the shit. Like, maybe if we're sitting yeah. down doing some 60-minute style shit, I can ask you those deeper questions, and the context is right. But if you're here to promote something positive, don't let me be like, oh, and did it? Did you uh, rape a bitch? Like, no. Like, what w- what are we doing here, sir?
1: Completely inappropriate. And like I said, more people got their ass whooped, they would know what they lane. They know the to stay, keep their mouth shut. Shout out to Mike Tyson.
0: I, I just think like it can you can keep it at the level right below violence because nah. Mike Mike made his point without putting his hands on that guy that like you you could watch the clip for yourself on YouTube. That man was shook in his fucking shoes. He's like, oh shit, I'm about to get hurt.
1: Hey, hey I've been reading my Bible this week. The Most High is a man of war, so am
0: I. F- finish the book. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't be one of them dudes that just cherry pick. It's like, yeah, "Yeah, I like this part. Blood, murder,
1: yeah. Yeah, we're going to war. Sometimes it's time for war.
0: So, yeah, just to wrap up this week, you know, we always like to talk music on the podcast. Um, I've been in some spirited music debates this week uh, in the barbershop. And, you know, Steve and I, you know, we always talk music in preparation for the podcast. And uh, I had a question that I wanted to pose to you about who do you think is the most consistent producer of all time and uh, you know in pre-production you said probably Kanye but now that you ha- you've you had a little bit more time to think about it are you sticking with that answer
1: I think so because when we're talking consistency I think you're t- probably talking a good what the blueprint you're talking about damn near seven. 70- 16, 17, because you don't like a lot of those Kanye albums. I thought those beats were decent. Nas and and the Pusha T. I thought those were pretty decent beats. And even production wise, kanye's still putting out music with Pusha and all those guys. So he's still making beats. It's not he's not gonna ever be what he was, but he's still able to chip in a production and still uh find a style and find a pocket with his production style even within this era. So when you say consistent, like he's probably like nobody else from that time period is is has cause I guess I guess I'm thinking like consistency and quantity as well. So when you think about longevity and quantity, like who else can really compare to what Kanye has done in that time in this time period overall? I said
0: the alchemist and mm. um My reason for saying that is with the rap that I listen to, Alchemist produces the vast majority of some of my favorite rap albums, whether it's Covert Coop from Currency to the most recent stuff that he's done with Griselda or J Electronica, Jay Z, like people like that. Like, you know, he he has some fire shit on the latest Nas album. Um, And going back to, you know, when Mobb Deep was still. Um, prominent doing their thing, like the shit that he produced for them. I think like he's been consistent, and the sound is just like keeps getting better and better um, over the course of time. Where Kanye, I think he shows flashes. Um, he he has like periods of greatness here, and then it's like a couple of off years. Then it's all right, yeah, this was dope again. Then it's a couple more off years. Um, where I, I see like somebody like Alchemist or probably like Premier yeah, yeah. are probably the the most consistent because I don't really see like a, a downtime for them where, where where the shit just wasn't there where like th- there's a couple of like stretches where Kanye just didn't have it.
1: Uh, P- Premier is a great one. I didn't even, I didn't really think of Premier. I, you know, I think Alchemist is always overlooked. Like, he's me, like, especially with the joint albums, he almost had a resurgence with Currency, because you've seen him since then make these joint albums with specific artists and kind of getting locked in and really making great music. Like, even um Alfredo was great. Like, the production on there was really great. I think somebody like Alchemist can kind of, at least for me, get overlooked and kind of get lost in, in the sauce with, because it's, I almost look at him as, like, a specialist. Like a, uh, like a Devin Hester type, like, you know, you know what he does, and he does what he does great, where I think um, I, somebody, like I kind of look at Kanye where he can bounce around and do different styles of beats to a degree, you know, where well, uh, he's not. Long-
0: that, that That's where, like you just said, like, you know, Alchemist gets overlooked, but I, I think, yeah. like, the main thing about him that gets overlooked is the variety of his beats. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you listen to – never-ending story of jay electronica's album and then you listen to uh frank lucas off of freddie gibbs album and they both came out in the same year like those beats don't sound anything alike Mm -hmm. and and they're both they're both like crazy beats that 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 for great mcs to rap over and then you could listen to a song like terry Uh, from Action Bronson that that he did where it's, like, real soulful with the piano samples and shit like that. Like, I think he's, like, just as varied and shit as Kanye Where Kanye, like, I think some of these dudes get their popularity off of the self-aggrandizement and the promotion, and Kanye's one of the best at that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think that necessarily makes you the best. Like, this was a debate we had in the barbershop yesterday when we were talking about top five rappers, I threw Styles P's name out there. He, he's he's in my top five rappers. And one of the guys in the shop was saying, you you have to go based off popularity. It can't be based off of, oh, I just think this nigga's is dope. Because if a lot of people didn't hear it, what does it matter? And I I just disagree with that. Because it's like, you know, if only a handful of people heard it, it's like these were just the handful of people that were lucky enough to, to come across the dopest shit. Like, it doesn't mean that the most popular thing is better, in my opinion.
1: I, I agree with that, but it's not like we're talking about somebody who can't make really good beats, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think it would be different if it was just somebody who just uh, got lucky with hits, 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 whereas, like, we know Kanye can, he can make the hits, but he can also make, you know, B-side beats just as well, so that, that's, I, I kind of take that into account, but I do like the Alchemist a lot. Like he's kind of like the king of the underground beats, but I always felt like, I, and this is just me. I think I kind of always know what to expect when I'm going to Alchemist. So I, I think that's kind of like my, um, prejudice against Alchemist. But he, he's, I, I, I do enjoy Alchemist. I think he's really good.
0: Well, I, I I think my problem with Kanye has just been, you know, when he was hungry, you could tell, yeah. And then it's like now, like even the beats that he did on the Pusher T album, like some of them just don't sound finished, yeah. like, like dr- dreams of the past and shit like that. Like I listen to that. And then I think of when you hear how Dark Twisted Fantasy was made and how many hours he spent making a song like All of the Lights, which I don't even think is one of his best songs, but like he spent, I don't know, a couple hundred hours, they say, making that that beat and making sure it sounds right. Where these beats on like the most recent shit, like with some of the Pusha T shit, it sounds like he made that shit in the afternoon. And, and <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like, bro, like the old Kanye would have deviled in the new dress this, even though he only yeah. co-produced that song. Like Bink Bink made the beat, but Kanye threw all of the Kanye shit on it. It's like, no, this needs to have like a fucking three minute guitar solo in the middle and all of that type of shit that he used to do. Like, Kanye does, isn't consistent enough with that. I kind of respect somebody like Dr. Dre Moore who just says, I don't have it right now. I'm not going to push shit out. Right, like, right. if you don't have it, don't push it out. Don't give us the fucking watered-down B-sides that are incomplete. Like, no.
1: You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. It's not too many times where I'm going to agree with you, but too many times where I say, hey, you got me. But I think you got me on this one, man. Because when you just, like, now that I'm thinking about it, body of work of, like, from shit, like you said, late 90s, early 2000s, to, like, making still be able to make something like an Alfredo, like you said, Frank Lucas, and stuff like that. Yeah, it, like, I don't even know if I could think of anybody else where, like I said, Kanye was probably the only one that I could think of, like, you know, body of work where I'll think about consistency. But I think you got me with Alchemist.
0: Yeah, like I, I was really thinking about it this week. I was like, "Yo, who else has been doing it at a high level for you? You got to go ten years or more, and is still like right now making some of the dopest shit out, and was making some of the dopest shit out ten years or more ago. And the only person that really is is Alchemist. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't think. I don't know who else there is because it's like. You know the the Mike Will's. You know I I don't think he's been out that long, but he, I, where the fuck is Mike Will? Like put an app out on Mike Will. Mustard is fucking hit or miss with his shit, and he he hasn't been out ten plus years. Um, you know Metro. We we might have this conversation about him in ten years from now, but we'll see. Like the the rest of these dudes, they, they haven't been doing it that long, or or a lot of the other ones, like they had their moment and then they were gone, or they or they don't have the volume, like like you know somebody like Justice League, I fucking love their production, but Justice League puts out like four songs a year,
2: yeah.
1: Like
0: Alchemist puts out like four to five albums a year, and and the, and all the beats be hard, like for yeah. different but, rappers. Yeah, and
1: that that's the thing, man. When. It, because to me, I think I got to give it up to, to both uh, producers, whether it's Kanye or Alchemist, even though I do agree with you. Like, Kanye, you kind of tell he's just, you know, what did they say? He's got a lifetime deal. He's got to make music until he dies.
2: Yeah. But... yeah. <laughs>
0: and, and that's what his music sounds like right now. It, it, it sounds like he's being forced to go in the studio and record this shit. That's why I think he made the gospel turn. I can't say what the man believes in his heart, but the, the music was just like, bro... Like you know, I I, I know what the spirit sound like. This is what this, this and this ain't it. <laughs> Yeah, you you you're you're making this shit. You're just making this shit because you got to.
1: Yeah, but the, the point is though, like all of the producers from that era though, like we don't really hear too much from like Scott Storch, Justin Blaze, Cool and Dre. Like you know, those two guys that we mentioned, Kanye and Alchemist, they they still pushing along. Still, you know. Well, Alchemist is still making great beats. Yeah, of yeah, like
0: some of those dudes are still around. Like Scott Storch, like he produced, what was it? The Box? Oh, did I, he? I, I think Scott Storch produced that. So like he still has hits and like some of those other dudes like Timberland, they, they still pop yeah. their head out and shit like that. But you just don't like, like it don't seem like Alchemist is taking a break. Like it just seems no. like he he's at his house smoking weed and fucking making beats every day. Like, for the yeah. past fucking 15 years. It don't sound like he's... It don't seem like he's done anything else. And, yeah. And, like, yeah. Just smoke weed and make and made beats.
1: Don't even take a uh, break to eat.
0: Yeah, because, like, the, these other dudes, like Kanye, too, it's like, you got to give him the... uh, You you have to put in there, it's like, he, he got the clothing line, he's got the record label, he's got all this other shit that he's doing, so he... It's not like what did he say? Five beats a day for three summers. Like he's not doing that yeah, no more. That.
1: No, it's not that.
0: Well, I, I think Alchemist has been five beats a day for fifteen years.
1: Yeah. This ain't that.
2: So, so
0: yeah, that that's just a uh, you know a little debate for the week. And if uh, y'all think we're overlooking some producers, leave that in the comments. You know, and make sure you follow us on Instagram at last last men potting on instagram we're going to be posting previews of the new episodes and that's where you get all of our short funny clips and all the all the fun that we like to do behind the scenes on the podcast and subscribe to us on youtube at the last men potting on youtube and we'll be back next week for our all new episode thanks for listening and remember to get you some jesus
1: and a passport this week Yeah. And remember too, so you're not gonna win too many other debates. I'm a black skip billy out here. <laughs> you you know it and I know it. Yeah,
0: well, you know, you you come at the king, you best not miss.
1: Hey, shit.